This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special! Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kellan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have experience. Burnley are level and deserve to be. Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Remonhead, at this midweek clash against Watford. At ten in a row, we've won ten games in a row. I know we've all made a lot about it, we've created a new song, I've put it on every single title of the last two podcasts that I did, or uh, the podcast and the show, um, but let's mention it again, ten in a row, fantastic, fantastic run of form that we are in at the minute. Um but it's probably going to get a little bit more difficult now. We've got three of the top six coming up, um, starting off, of course, with Watford on Tuesday, then Luton on Saturday, and then Millwall the Tuesday after. So thick and fast games against 
top six teams, the current top six anyway, because it's very tight, that could chop and change. Um, but the top two ain't got to change in it, um, especially in that time. So we probably, uh, well, definitely, uh, will still be top of the league. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously Watford coming up, as I've mentioned, uh, and we do have the lads waiting in the wings on the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Watford FC podcast. They've been on the show many times, probably the people that have been on the show most, apart from me, obviously, um, thanks to the relegation last year. Obviously, both got relegated at the same time. And they are, of course the last team to stop Burnley from scoring in a football match. So that's something to think about ahead of this week's game, but they're not in the best of form. I am going to bring them in in just a few seconds. But first, I do want to talk about the news that brought today about the um, loan being repaid to um, the company that ALK used to uh, do the leverage buyout with the club. Um, that loan has been satisfied, um, which just means that that particular loan has been repaid. A lot of people say, oh, Burnley are debt-free. We might not be debt-free just yet. It might have just been refinanced. Um, but I personally think Alan Pace and ALK deserve a lot of credit for everything they've done with the club over the last uh, 18 months. Um, we are in a fantastic position in terms of the league. Um, well, we're not just in a good position. We're going up, let's face it. Um, we've got a very young and exciting squad. We've got um, an up-and-coming manager. So enjoy it, Burnley fans, because it won't always be like this. 10 in a row. Can we get to 11 in a row? Watford's form suggests that maybe. Um, but as I've said, they are the team to uh, to last stop us from scoring in a football match. Um, we are currently, since the the league has been rebranded. Now, the joint holders of the record, if we win against Watford, we will be the current holders of the record since the league was rebranded in 2004. But I think Manchester United have the overall record or somebody like Man United, a big club from like 1905. Uh, but we have to get 14 to equal that and 15 to obviously beat that. And with the teams that we have coming up, it's going to be difficult. But I'm going to bring the lads in now because, of course... I don't know too much about Watford, but these boys all do. It's Justin, it's Pete, and it's Carl, all from the Watford FC Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, and you've all seen them before. How are we doing, lads? We're good. good yep. All good, thank you. Yep. So it's uh, happy, to, happy, happy to see that you're all good, um, but your form, let's, let's, let's just discuss that if we have to. That isn't that good, is it? Um, I've got some notes. Don't normally make notes, um, but with Watford, it's always all over the place. So I feel like I have to make notes. Um, I hate to even write down your manager. Don't normally have to do that. Um, but you've not won since January the 14th when you beat Blackpool 2-0. Three wins in 12. Like I said, you were the last team to stop us from scoring. What's what's going wrong? Where's this, where's this run of form come from? Because at the start of the season, everybody looked at your squad and went, yeah, Watford will win the league. They'll win it comfortably. So I'm surprised to see you all the way down in sixth. <laughs> Who wants to go? Go first? ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in, well, in, in in fairness, in fairness, I think I think the three people sat before you didn't say we're going to win the league. I think we were probably all. No, kind to of... be fair, I, th I think on the earlier part, I think both sets of fans were like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this season." Yeah, I've enjoyed it in the end. Um, I think you've had spells where you probably <laughs> have enjoyed it, but at the minute, it's not looking great, is it? I've enjoyed it in the end. Talk about the, the <laughs> least required phrase for any Burnley fans. No, and so you should be enjoying it. Yeah, we, we've had, um, th there's been the most Watfordy moment of all Watford moments. We brought in a young progressive manager, something that we'd yeah. all been asked for um, in and the, the now current Luton Town manager. So good luck with him at the end of the week, obviously. Um and we were going to be changing our culture. We weren't going to be sacking managers. We were going to be supporting the manager. And you know where this is going. Ten games in, he was given the uh, the old heave-ho. So in the meantime, we've also had an injury crisis that we haven't seen since the bubonic plague. I mean, at one stage, we had 16 <laughs> first-team squad members out of the side. Um, ironically, one of the games was our last win, which was against Blackpool. Scored uh, first goal scored by a seventeen-year-old. So we were all quite pleased yeah. about some, some youth coming through for a change, which which was quite nice. So it's been very up and down. But with those injuries, uh, we, we've had issues. The manager Slaven Bilic has had a lot of um, difficulty trying to get a stable squad side. A lot of a lot of players, or sorry, a lot of supporters now look at Watford, and because we know why the previous manager has got sacked because of his form over 10 games. You look at our form, as you mentioned there, over 12 games. That was a sackable offence only 21 games yeah. ago. 
Um, he's he's won nine out of 21. He's lost seven and the, the other five he's drawn. But it's all been very, very meh. Um, and the thing is with the whole of the championship, um, and I appreciate from your elevated lofty position, you probably don't have to look down as far as we are, where we've been in third, but it's an awful long distance and it's all crunched up. And you and Sheffield United have been the only two teams who have done, shown anything like consistency. Um, and therefore, you've kind of you know pushed past us. We have flattered to deceive. Our best players have uh, failed to turn up on many, many occasions. But we've got some new changes now because we've got a new technical director. And the last transfer window looked like it might have been better. Plus, the injuries are coming back. So maybe things are improving. But we'll see after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I know you've touched on Edwards and Billich there. I were going to ask you that. I know, I know you must get fed up of talking about managers, and I completely respect that. Pretty much on every time you go on a podcast, <laughs> people go talk to you about managers. But I, I, yeah, Rob Edwards didn't have a great start. But you, like you said, it was an up and coming manager. It done well at Forest Green, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and he's doing well at Luton now. Sorry to mention that to you, but you know they're above you in the league, which I never expected to see at the start of the season. They're doing well. I apologise for that. I do apologise for that. But they've started well under him. And so, are you annoyed to see your board get rid of him? Him to then go Luton. You to bring in somebody else who then hasn't done that well. It's just all a bit of a shit show, isn't it, in terms of the manager system, really? <laughs> Well, you, you've ju- you've just summed it up wonderfully yeah. there. What a shit show! Well, yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Think, um, pretty much. When when he um when when it was announced that Edwards was getting the elbow, we were absolutely perplexed by it. We were like, well, okay, hmm. why? Um, and then you know. Rather unromantically, he his successor was announced like fifteen minutes later. So yeah, obviously this had been building up. But uh, the idea of of Edwards was that we were going to have a complete change of regime, a completely new way of doing things. We were going to build. We were going to start anew. He was going to be backed come hell or high water. That was the phrase that was used by the CEO. You know, come hell or high water, we're going to back Edwards. Um, so when he went. It was a massive surprise. Um, the the thing about him going to to Luton, I, I, some people were really really unhappy about it. I think um, fair play to him because he's a, mm. he's a he's a young manager with a lot of career ahead of him. His time at Watford will be a footnote. It will be literally a blip, you know, eleven games, whatever it is. You know, no one's going to remember this. Um, so I, I, you know, but I don't like the fact he's doing well. Obviously, I mean that that really rankles. That really hurts. You know, that's like a like a punch in the guts that he's doing well. But um, yeah, I do, listen. Do we get fed up talking about new managers? Yes, but it does mean that you know, occasionally you get a media outlet going. What do you want? Do you want to talk about the new new manager? And you go, yeah, all right then. So yeah. Um, there's something to talk about, but yeah, it's, it's, let's have some s- s- stability. Let's have a manager for more than five bloody minutes. This um, come this comes from the man who commemorates every opportunity that this time last year we had Roy Hodgson well, and how bad he was. Maybe, he, he's, he's still going over the old managers, let alone maybe, the most recent ones. Maybe this is to make him look good. Maybe this is to make Vince yeah. look good. Look, listen, we had this crap last year and we were losing matches all the time. Um <laughs> But like last time we spoke to you, Joe, or, or, or the end of the last season when we played you towards the end of last season, you were saying we're not going to win this game. I said to you, you will. Yeah. What happened? You did. Um, and I, I walked out with people kicking bins behind me and shouting and swearing. Yeah, and, I, 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 did, I remember watching that my, uh, vlog and uh, people were kicking off behind you. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I knew that was what was going to happen. Um, Let- so. Let's also not forget, Joe, that we do have this uh, this habit of letting managers go, uh, and then. Not all of them, but a few of them. I mean, we could name, let's say, Sean Dyche um, then went on to have a pretty decent career uh, with, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and still going at the moment. Obviously, you've got, gone to Everton now. So the, the the choice to move Edwards on is, you know, in itself was, was against the grain of what the club was saying they were going to do. But to go to, for me, to go to them, them lot up the road, is it, it, that is a bit of pill to swallow. We play them on um, April, Fool's uh, Day. April Fool's Day. Yeah, which couldn't, I mean, it's just written in the stars, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, you know, that's going to be a fun day. Yeah, well, obviously, Slavin Bilic is a current manager now, and I know that because I had to write it down, as I've mentioned. Where where do you all stand with him then? I know we've gone over your form and how it's not great. You've mentioned how, 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 you know, he's not won as many as you would have liked. Are you all happy with the current manager, or are we in a situation where you three want to change? I, I think 
a lot of fans and when we do we do like a post-match phone-in um and and opinions are split some of people are looking at him and saying there's no real pattern of play there's no identity to the team there's nothing from really from set pieces and and what more has he done that we couldn't have got from Rob Edwards and the answer is not a lot versus the other people who are just going can we just stop changing all the time yeah. um and can we support him and he's had this abysmal injury crisis to deal with uh i mean before blackburn uh, blackpool sorry we won away at Norwich one nil, and we had uh, we had three hamstrings go in the one game. I mean, the number of hamstrings that have been going around Watford. You think they've got catalytic converters attached the way they get the way they go? It's ridiculous. So he's had he's had a lot stacked up against him, but has he done everything? Not necessarily. We brought this new technical director in. The rumours are that they don't necessarily get along, and perhaps he wants to bring in his own person to kind of work in alignment with him. You don't know. He made statements in the transfer window about what he wanted. And we then went out and bought some of that, but not all of it. And other stuff that seemed a little bit strange and superfluous. Needless to say, some of those have gone down with hamstring injuries. <laughs> it's Watford after all. Um, so it, it, it's weird. A lot of people are saying, have we become are like almost like supporters of the culture over what 12 years now or 10, 10 years that the the the, the, the potsos have been here and we've gone through so many managers are we like just used to now going it's not working sack the manager us as us as fans you know rather than actually sticking with him it's it's an interesting thing and it speaks to the heart of the culture of the club really yeah, it's interesting. I guess, I guess as well, maybe the younger fans as well who, who have known not like the fans who are like in their early twenties now who have known nothing than all of this. They, I can imagine, would be more like, "I'll oh, just get rid of him. It isn't working." Uh, you mentioned the injuries there. Is there any particular reason why you're getting injuries, or are you just unlucky? Do you think the training regime isn't helping? No idea. Probably something to do with the Nigerian curse that's currently um, <laughs> still over us. Oh, yes, uh, we've got a few years yes. to go yet, but um, yeah. that might that might have something to do with it. I don't know. We're, we're running it down. We've only got 599 years of 600-year curse from the Nigerians uh, to yeah, put up yeah. with. But so we're moving through it steadily. We'll yeah, I mean, the thing is, there was one game, like, was it the nice game you, you mentioned there, Peter, where like four or five hamstrings went in one game? It was just absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. It was just, mm. you know, like, what decimated our midfield. We had no midfield at all. We had to bring in the likes of uh, Bakuna and uh, we're moving Gaspar from right back to midfield and stuff because it's completely makeshift so um the injuries the, the, the injuries have hampered us but you know could could like peter said would rob edwards have done a worse job i don't think so i think it, it's kind of you could put a cardboard cut out in the dugout and go there you go there's yeah. your manager. would it make yeah. any difference i don't know i honestly don't yeah. know yeah. i think yeah. i think there's a little bit of uh, because of the injury situation now as well there's a lot of people that are worried that we're trying to rush people back you know Jao pedro um who's been out for a while. He He's obviously coming back uh, in Ren Loser, who gives us something in midfield. There's there's obviously concerns over that as well. So, you know, we could be talking in sort of two or three weeks that we're we're no better off in this situation if they do rush these these players back. But yeah, I think we're, we're, we're in that, that rock and a hard place where we're still in the playoff picture. If we don't roll the dice now, you, you know, you've just said at the start of this what the championship's like, we're, we're going to get left behind. So I, I guess that's what they're trying. There's, there's there's one last thing just to tie the last Burnley game and this game was that uh, Tom Cleverley scored the winner for us against you guys and he went off, he scored it just before half time, he went off and then we hadn't seen him again until last Saturday. So he basically, I think he kind of like went into one of your defenders when he, when he scored the goal and he went off and for about, I don't know, two months we were waiting to have him back and he was always going to be back in two weeks and another two weeks and another yeah. two weeks. We got to November and suddenly it was announced he was having an Achilles uh, operation, which he'd needed for six years or so. And it'd been a, a real problem and he'll be back in mid February, which he has been now, but why wait two months when you yeah. know that that's the case? So in terms of people looking at people saying, well, who's responsible? I think there's been probably an audit at the club about the medical department in terms of how long it's taking players to come back and how ready they are because obviously we've had some people repeat and break down again we've looked at stretching and warming up before games but a lot of these injuries are, go- are coming on in you know the 60th minute of games stretching and preparation they should be okay they'll have to be looking at diets they'll have to be looking at uh, creatine and protein supplements all of these things which can be connected to, to this because it's just too much to be coincidental. The last thing about the training regime is that 
ever since the Potsos have come here, the the, the amount of uh, work that they do is all recorded by GPSs and it's all kind of stored in in Udine in Ud- uh, Udinese um, yeah. in terms of making sure they're not o- they're not overtraining. And we have had a couple of managers who have been given the you know the the hoik because they were overworking them and overstraining them. So it should be all scientific. It should be all good. It might just be literally one of those things we just don't know but uh they'll, they'll certainly be pouring all over it that's for sure yeah fair enough you mentioned there obviously tom cleverly coming back after a while out and you've mentioned some other injuries as well plenty of hamstrings is there anyone important <laughs> missing for this match anyone important uh, other than tom cleverly that could be coming back that we need to know about well Ooh, half the squad half the squad could turn up we don't just see who gets off the coach yeah, that's it. I mean, Imran Luzer, I just mentioned him a second ago. I think he he's a, a, a key element um, for us. He, he just has that little bit of extra quality in that midfield. Tom Cleverley can only be a good thing coming back as well. Probably not the same player he was, but in terms of experience, in terms of bodies in that midfield, because our, our midfield has, has pretty much had a loney from Leicester in Chowdhury for most of the season and a right back that we signed from Villarreal at you know, as well. So it's very much patched together. So, so just to have, a, you know, something back against you guys is, is going to be a benefit. Although I don't think it's going to do anything really in terms of the result. I think- at, one stage, at one stage, we had seven midfield players, including a free agent who was brought in because of the injuries to the first six. He then got injured, and we literally did have exactly as as uh, as Carl just mentioned there. We we were we were sticking that the, well, they weren't even round pegs; they were barely pegs, and we were stiffing them into <laughs> into poles. I think Sorry, there are some players that are, are coming back just in time. So uh, this weekend, Pedro. Uh, has come back into the picture. He didn't play a full match, but Pedro's back. Loser might play uh, tomorrow night. He, mm. he he made an appearance on Saturday. So there are some players that are now key players that are coming back uh, from injury. So, um, yeah, you should see, uh, um, hopefully, um, some some players, well, we, we will hopefully see some players coming back yeah. and playing full matches that we've been missing. So the right time for them to come back could be this game, to be honest. Yeah, you, you I said think hopefully the, the, then I was going to say that. That's not the word I was going to use. But go on. <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that will that will still be missing because it's been missing all season is we, as we said, there isn't really an identity to this team. When yeah. they go out, when when we've played and we've you know we've gubbed Luton four nil and we did, we gave them a good shewing, which was very pleasing indeed. Sorry, just, um, did we did we beat Luton? We we at, yeah, we, we, we trounced them four nil for for the second time. And uh, anyway, sorry, just hello to any Luton fans. And it was like you know, that was great, but we had no idea that was turning up. I don't think they had any idea that that was turning up. Everything seems to be. Um, anything good is kind of wow where did that come from and the answer isn't the training ground you know anybody who's looked at you guys this season has seen that you've got you know whoever goes into position knows what they're doing and they go in and they play and you're cohesive and you're a team we have been no matter who we've had we have been a collection of individuals making up 11 players on the pitch fundamentally now last Saturday because our two signings at centre-back Porteous from Hibernian and uh, a lad called Hoot from uh, from Anderlecht your 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 previous connections obviously with the uh, with company look like two reasonable improvements in an area that's long needed some improvement um and and hopefully they're the kind of characters who might help improve that kind of solidity and help us build but at the moment we're still far from being a proper team yeah fair enough and you mentioned it there as well and you mentioned it um about 10 15 minutes ago the the, the no identity the no pattern of play what style of play would you describe that you are playing at the minute then? If you can, like, what is it defensive? Is it attacking? Is it expansive? Like, what, what do you do on the pitch? Or do you just flip, not know? Flip, flip a coin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, none, there's, no, there's no identity at all. You, you just, you have got no idea. I, I couldn't tell you. Honestly, I'll tell you what it, it, it is. There's a lot of passing around between the back four. Uh, and then they seem to lump it forward to sort of nobody in particular. And then it comes back to the back four, and they knock it about between them again. I, I, honestly, I can't. I don't know what we are. Do you? Does it, do you, Cole? Do you, Peter? 
Do you know what we are? Uh, my, my, my favourite word probably would be incoherent. Um, mm. it, it, on, on the phone in last, last Saturday, bear in mind, this is after a draw, but we've seen lots of this. Uh, Nipper, hello, Nipper, if you're listening, came in and he summed it up absolutely beautifully. He hadn't been able to get to games for a long time. Um, uh, for one reason or another, he got to a live game and he said, we're still the same. We still have, and this is where the identity thing comes from. He said, I still don't know what kind of team we are. We're not a counter-attacking team. We're not a possession team. We're not a physical team. We're not a long ball team. What is it we do? And exactly as Justin said there, what we what we tend to do is play a lot of it around the back. At the moment, we're also playing a lot of that kind of let's play it to you, the centre-back, from a goal kick and try and drag everybody forward. But the one thing we don't do is use somebody like Sars pace and go, all right, we dragged you forward, so now we're going to put it in behind mm-hmm. you. We don't do that. And Sar is, other than one moment on Saturday, which was purely absolutely ridiculous electric pace which is the first time he's used it for about 23 games um and, and beat two players ridiculously quickly he's not prepared to run in behind he's not prepared to go at a player so he had one of his better games as i say on saturday because he had a couple of those moments when you just went ah right okay you can be road runner and go meet me and go whoosh other than that, he, he seems very unwilling to do so. Uh, and so what it means is that if play, if teams are pushing onto us in the box, they'll push up right up to the halfway line because they'll keep us in because we're not prepared to do the, the hard work and go back in, um, you know, put the ball in and stretch them back and force them back and create areas to play in the middle. So, yeah, incoherent, definitely. Fair enough. It's interesting, this identity debate, because last season, Burnley had a certain identity. Um, obviously, got relegated with you, but you knew what you'd expect from Burnley team. We'd be compact. We'd put robust challenges in. We'd force you out wide. We'd always either collect the cross or head it away. And we'd try and hit you with set pieces. Not not the best style of football, some may say, but it worked for so long. So that's all we were bothered about. We've completely changed everything about the club, the ethos, the mm. style of play. Now we have a completely different identity. So we've got had a different gaffer come in, different players, completely changed the identity. And now we are a an expansive football team that will will play it out from the back, will pressure, uh, will have a a keeper playing higher than the centre-backs on some occasions on Saturday. Um, So why do you think you don't have an identity? Because I seem to talk to you guys, and no matter who the manager is, it's always oh I don't really know what the identity sort of is at the minute. Is it is it the is it the puzzle? uh, Sorry, that the the chairman's putting the or in that. What what do you think it is? Or or, or just not backed? The, well, a, a little bit of all the above for me. I mean, in, in terms of the ownership, they're, they're always going to structure it in a way that the, mm. uh, the co- you know, you can't even use manager at our club. It's the coach um, isn't given isn't given the time, isn't necessary. You know, he's given a bunch of players that they probably don't know a huge amount about and in his told to go and do that magic. But we, we have um, directors of football. We have, you know, a lot of people that, are, that that seem to be involved in the day-to-day running of the football where I can imagine Vincent Company being, the, you know, the type of player that he was. He's very much, mm. this is my this is my train set and I'll do with it as I please. And you, you back me. And fair play to Burnley, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, openly that what they've done and what they've achieved this season is incredible. Uh, am I jealous? Fuck yes, I'm jealous. It's unreal what you've done this season. But uh, for for us, honestly and truly, that, that there's not a lot that can change um, and, until the ownership sort of understands that you can't go and be successful in football like this. In my, in my opinion, that's my opinion. I don't think we can be successful long term in, in, in our current state. I, I think it's recruitment as well. I think we're yeah, recruiting absolutely. players that don't know the league. Um, you know, we seem to be going out to South America quite a lot and bringing in sort of Brazilians and... Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, Matthias Martins has sort of been dubbed Pat Butcher by us for his uh, flamboyant style, shall we say. Um, but you, we're bringing in players <laughs> that don't really know the league. What we need is nuts and bolts defenders, nuts and bolts midfielders and we seem to keep getting these flamboyant and uh, flair players that, you know, occasionally are nice to watch, but don't really want to get hurt. Don't want to get stuck in. Um, So you've got, as Peter alluded to earlier, 11 individuals. Uh, What we really need is if you could magic it up or import it is some sort of team spirit. Um, You know, some, some kind of togetherness, some kind of, um, common goal because uh, b- between them they don't really seem to kind of like each other or get on with each other or sort of you know understand how each other plays. It's really frustrating to watch for me. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, a lot of obviously a lot of fans from other clubs will have looked at Watford and gone, "That looks absolutely bonkers." And uh, for long periods, yeah. they'd be ab- absolutely spot on. For some, for at the start of the whole process, actually, it, it all kind of made sense. Um, you know, we were bringing people in, but what we're getting is the tail end of this, whereby you know somebody a, a head coach is now bought in maybe for three months now if you're a player and you're on whatever contract you're on and oh it's another new coach do I listen to him or do I just ride it out for three months because then he'll go and I'll have another one coming in so it's created this culture within the team seemingly of Christ no I I, I can just wait you out I can I, I can just wait now in the early parts, we were quite smug about teams like Burnley under Sean Dyche and going, well, what's going to happen when uh, when Sean Dyche leaves and you're really kind of key man dependent on this one person? Well, actually, you've done it. And and the the you know this 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 last season in a single transfer window you bought in a manager who has galvanised the, the the seemingly the backroom staff and the whole club being behind him. That's not something you get at Watford now because when the manager or the head coach, whatever you want to call him, is bought in, he's almost bought in like the latest patsy. You know, it's go go there, fifth window, book depository, pick up the rifle and you'll be shot in about three months. Don't worry, you'll get severance kind of payment. That's really what it is. And we've had um, a, a director of football, a guy called uh, Giretta, who is farcical. And why he is still with the club, we have no idea because we now have a new director of football, but the old one is still about. Presumably he knows where some bodies are buried. Um, and we hope that we will move in a direction. But the thing that's always said is, oh, it's going to take three or four transfer windows to work this out. How many players did you bring in? How many players 16, did you ship out? In the summer, it was 16. I think I think 17 left, 16 come in, something like that. Might be a little bit hit and miss on, exactly. on numbers. So it can be done. It can be done. But the one thing I would suggest that, and I'm, I'm not saying this out of knowledge, but by look at the table, is you seem to have had everybody on the boat paddling in the same direction. Watford behind the behind the scenes, everybody's got their own agenda. It's going all sorts of different ways. It's a manager coming out and saying, I want a midfielder, I want a winger, and I need another forward. And they go, All right, here's a Portuguese right back. Hmm. But it, it, who, also- who, whose agenda whose agenda are we playing to? Um, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. So what we think, and, and this is the argument for people who are suggesting that Slavin Bilic might have to move now, is simply the fact that if it is going to be at the end of this season or whenever that we're going to get a manager who can work with the new technical director, do, do it earlier than than, than later if he, if he's available. Just get it done and get sorted. So we've got a long term things of everybody moving in the same boat. It'd be very unfortunate for Slavin Bilic. He's done he's done nothing wrong. He's spoken very well, but the team has continued to be pretty pretty uninspiring. I would suggest, but uh, it's not something we revel at at all. No, but I think it's it's like in uh, in the, in the when you're in a band or whatever. Uh, there's a phrase all the gear and no idea. You get guys yeah. turning up with like you know all the best guitars and all the but if you can't if you don't know any chord progressions, it's all very nice having a you know expensive Les Paul gold top and a Marshall stack. But if you can't play, what's the point? And it's, uh, to me, we need more players that suit the division, um, and and we need players that kind of get on with each other. And uh, hey, look at what, it. What, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all, yes, I'm, I'm guilty of that as, as, as anybody. Um, but yeah, to me, it's all a bit kind of substance, uh, uh, style over substance for us, really. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, what's your ambitions for the season then now at the minute? Is it a case of limp into the playoffs and see what happens? Because it is always a lottery when you're in the playoffs. But the, the, I, I used to look at the league table and for ages, Watford would be fourth, third and just up, up and down. And like mm. you said, you've been on this run of form now where you seem to have slipped down to sixth. I think you are level on points with whoever's in seventh. Um, no, you're one point ahead of Sunderland in seventh, one point ahead of Blackburn in eighth, then you're two points ahead of West Brom and then Norwich come after that and then Hull are on a bit of a resurgence. Are you worried about dropping out of the playoffs or are you confident you're going to finish in the playoffs and then and then see how you get on? Or is it just you haven't got a clue what's going to happen at the minute because everything's just up in the air? Yeah, that one. I haven't yeah. got a clue. My ambition is not meeting Luton at the final at Wembley of the playoffs because yeah, that is going to be, be taste, horrendous. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's tasty if you win. For a neutral, yeah. Yeah, for a neutral, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I honestly, hate to play a Blackman in the playoffs, so I completely get that, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, for me, I, I, I don't know. I mean, last last week we did a podcast and I said, yeah, we'll probably end up in the in the playoffs. I don't know. I really don't know, Joe. It's it's hit and miss, mate. It really we're, we're, we're coming into a point of the season, Joe, where you've just said it yourself, you're playing teams 
sort of in and around that that top half. So are we, mm. you know, we've got you guys coming up, Sheffield United, um, and 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 the games just keep coming. So I think the next five games for us will probably dictate where we are. Mm. I would say for the season, you know, uh, and it, it, it's quite difficult for me to say this, but in a respectful way, you know, if we got a draw at Burnley, I'd be over the moon. Um, yeah because because of your position the same with Sheffield United you know the, the only way I see us beating Burnley is if you do what you did against Sheffield United where you pretty much just thought ah, we're gonna we're gonna coast this and and Burnley on on their on their, their a game that's the only way I see us getting a result uh, at there and we don't travel particularly well at your place um, I think I saw the last win there which is when will Hughes um, scored um, three nil, yeah, yes, three one, yeah, and yeah. Andre Gray as well, but yeah. So I, I you know, I, I don't see much happening there. And then, like I say, the, the other games coming up, it, it, this this league is bonkers, so mad. You know, we could be mid table and five points off the playoffs. It, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at the runs they, that some teams have had. They've just had runs and then in the playoffs, that mm. noble all of a sudden. Look at West Brom, are in the, it, West Brom yeah. have come out of nowhere, haven't they, this season? It's it, it, Honestly, it's, it's it's a fantastic league, though. And based on that, do you know what? I'm not actually overly bothered if we don't go up this season. I think I'd rather try and look for this identity a little bit more before we before we even think about playoffs or promotion because we just get a, we'll get battered next season if we went up. And there's just been no point. I can't do that again. Not after Roy Hodgson and all that. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, you look at you guys this season, and you look ready, seemingly, to get up there. You're you're going to know that you're going to be there long in advance. You're going to be planned. You're going to be again, as we say, coherent and all together in terms of who else you're going to be bringing in. You're going to have a shot at trying to stay in. If if we got up now, it would it's going to be last knockings. It's going to be unplanned. Um, and having having been up down up and down again, I think. What we want to see more than anything is is coherence. We want to see structure. We want to see some plan. The the only reason why we want to get back up is because of the financial side. Because yeah. by by you know by all accounts, uh, from what we can see from the finances, the parachute payments have already been hocked. That's already been uh, that's already been mortgaged basically. So uh, pretty much as per next season, you know, at the end of this season, there will be a. Uh, there'll be another well either a fire sale or certainly a reduction um in terms of uh in terms of people leaving you know leaving on the books uh and that'd have to include Ishmael Asar who's who's been so flaky since we've had him that even despite his undoubted talent he has the ability to rip a team in half if he wants to the problem is does he want to he nobody's ever kind of gone yeah okay we're going to bite the bullet and, and going to come into him for for 25 million nobody's ever done it so we're not ready yeah, for, I- for going up I did think that he might go in the, in the January transfer window, but it's interesting to say about not being ready to go up because I think the signings that we made in January show that we're already just like, right, we're up. We'll bring these lads in now, get them embedded into the side. So, yeah, yeah um, I, I do understand that. And it's interesting, Carlos, what you said as well there about not really that bothered about if you go up because you want to find an identity. If there was a way of winning the league and staying in the championship, I'd, I'd do that. And yeah. Not because I'm necessarily worried yeah, about yeah. next season and I getting agree. dicked I every agree. single week. It's just yeah. it's just not as fun. I've had this, this has been my favourite season watching Burnley in my life. I think, and that's saying something after 2009. <laughs> well, obviously we've done it before though. Like we've won the championship before, but this time we're doing it in a certain playing style. And of course, we finished seventh as well in one season, and I enjoyed that. And I enjoyed mm. the season after, even though we had a shit season at league because obviously I went to Olympiacos and Aberdeen, and that was fun. But this season. It's been absolutely class. So, it, uh, yeah, I'd like to win the league, but stay in the championship if possible. But obviously, um, I know that's not possible. But moving on to the game, um, how do you guys think it's going to go? Not necessarily in terms of predictions, because I think you've all kind of <laughs> nailed your colours to that mask already. But like the, the styles of play, I know, again, it's difficult to ask you that question because you like you feel like you don't know. But like, is, is Saar going to turn up? Are you expecting Saar to turn up? Are you expecting Watford to be a bit, little bit more battling? Because it seems like you fought back against Blackburn on Saturday and did all right to get back into the game. How, how are you expecting to set off and how are you expecting it to go against our style? I'm going to I'm going to somewhat contradict the flow of this in this in this way. If there's a team we are set up to play well against, it's probably Burnley. Right, and the reason being is we play better against teams that like to play football. The majority of the performances that we've had and that we've struggled against haven't necessarily so much been those in and around the playoffs. So much it's been the the, the lower teams in the mm. in the championship who will basically sit deep. You know, once once we've kind of uh, once once we've we've got the ball, they'll just sit deep in their own half and go, "Come on, then, 
come and break us down and we don't have the imagination and and as said earlier on when they are up high we haven't had the imagination to turn them and uh, turn them around so that's that's what kind of really hurts us and then they sucker punch us with uh, with, with either set pieces or goals against the the run of play and what we have is we have this glass jaw in men, you know mentality we are so we are such an emotional team as somebody said on the phone in the other day you know we we kind of get so affected mentally by it so if you come through and play football against us and are trying to keep it and we get a nick, then there might be an opportunity, knowing what a good footballing side that you are, that we might set up to play on the counter-attack and might actually kind of cause you some some problems and some frustrations because we've got all the tools there. They just need to be of the mindset. So I, I hope that we would come and if we can get a draw and take four points off of you guys this season, um, you know, it's not something that makes a season, but it would be one of the one of the things to point to it. I'm not saying we're going to win because you haven't lost a single game at home. The, the thing is, Pete, and I, I the problem with the, uh, the game is that you, you've got in the background, you're about to break a record. Now, whenever, whenever there's something <laughs> on it, uh, you know, a team's gonna hasn't scored in 24 years, and they now play Watford. We will concede without a doubt, and I think it's that. Well, I think we we must sit in a press room watching all the media talk about Burnley and go. Do you know what? Let's help them out. We'll give them a go. We'll let, we'll, we'll do you it say that? You say that? Who stopped Liverpool's run in in, in the True. Premier League? Yeah, yeah. Um, occasionally, we do spoil the party. We do. Um, are we going to do it Saturday? I don't know. I mean, you say he's still going to turn up. We never know. We don't know. We don't know if he's going to turn up. We don't know if any of our players are going to turn up. It's like a, it's almost like watching a different team every week because you just don't know what's going to happen. So I, I don't know, Joe. I think I, I've got a feeling. I've, I, I'll tell you what I've done. I'll tell you what I've done. I've had a 50p bet on Watford to win 4 1 because it was something ridiculous, like 100 to 1. So I thought, listen, if we, if we do win, it's going to be even sweeter if we win 4 1. But it's not going to happen. I, I honestly think we're going to, I don't even think we're going to draw. I think we're going to lose tomorrow. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Watford. Well, wins. we'll get into some predictions because obviously it's different because I, obviously I remember last time we talked about this I know we spoke earlier in the season but the big game towards the end of last season that we needed to win and we ended up winning I was going into this thinking there's absolutely no chance that we're going to win this as you've already mentioned we told so you. my prediction told yeah, you. but I, I just I now now it's going to be a completely flip reverse where I'm coming into this so confident like, and it's not yeah. just because of your run of form just I watched us absolutely destroy Preston we destroyed Norwich. We went 1-0 down against West Brom, but turned it round. We just have this never-say-die attitude, whereas even when we go 1-0 down, we're still winning games. We've gone 1-0 down so many times this season and we've turned it round. We scored in the 104th minute against Rotherham to win a game, for example. All right, the ref might have added on a bit more than he should have done, but I don't really give a shit. But Scott Twine <laughs> scoring in the 95th minute. It's Man just... off to me, I know. I'm just I'm just so confident at the minute. And then you can fast-forward this to what? 27 hours tomorrow when when the game's finished and I might look a fool but I said the same thing to the Preston I'm going to say the Preston fan the pre-Preston game podcast that we did I was so confident going into that one and it's same again we just seem to win 3-0 every week as well uh, you are a bit better than Preston I think and I still think you're better than Norwich <laughs> despite, the ru- despite the run of form that you're on so yeah, maybe 2-0 confident. maybe 2-1 well, well, or 3-1 very, very kind of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what, it's, what, it's what every team aspires to be a bit yeah. better than Preston talk about damning <laughs> with faint praise <laughs> But I'm expecting a Burnley win just because of the form that we're in. No reflection on you guys, but I think looking at that as well, it's making me think you're going into this not high on confidence. And so many teams have come to the turf already having poor seasons and they've just been dismantled, just been dismantled. So I'm expecting us to win. I'm expecting us to win comfortably. We had so many players playing well on Saturday as well. Um, Zorore was fantastic. Mm. Um, Ashley Barnes, yeah, he's still doing it. Ashley Barnes, absolutely brilliant. Um, Nathan Teller obviously got the hat trick. He was fantastic. Our goalkeeper doesn't need to make many saves to play well. He just he just sprays passes about. He's basically a, I'm going to say a B Tech Edison, but he's, that's, that's giving him a disservice. He's absolutely fantastic. So yeah, you pretty confident. From, um, you got the boy from Man City as well, the defender. What was his name? Taylor right? Bellis. Yeah, yeah he's, he's injured, injured, isn't he? At the minute. Yeah, oh, he he right, okay. However, we've had a lad from Sweden called Ekdal who we just bought, and he's come in, and now people are saying, "Well, Taylor Howard Bellis won't get back in the side." It's just every single person that they've bought has just been—it's just worked. Apart from maybe McNally, who's now on loan at Coventry, but he's ripping—you know—he's pulling up trees at Coventry. Oh, they all love him. So 
uh, it is what it is. But I can't yeah, believe Southampton well. didn't ask for um, the boy. Yeah, tell about. I'm, re- I'm out- really surprised by that. Really, yeah, two well, words, two words: Nathan and Jones. Nathan Jones, yeah, exactly true. that, exactly so that. He was boy. asked in an interview with about a week left of the transfer window. Nathan Teller is doing fantastic at Burnley. Do you want? Uh, is there any plans of recalling him? He said, "Well, you know, there's a bit of a difference in the Premier League and the Championship. Bear in mind, they were bottom at the time and still what are. Does he know we're about top. Him? Exactly. Just... I ain't got a clue, has he? So, we, you know, we're happy to see him doing well, but we don't think he's got the quality to do it in the Premier League. There is his actual words. Imagine Nathan uh, Teller looking around, thinking, "Why would I go back to Southampton now? Obviously, it's different. He's not there anymore." Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my prediction. I'm probably going to go. I've got to say something though before you move on. That poor lad could have an absolute season of his life and still be playing in the championship next season. Yeah, it, well, it depends how they do, doesn't it? It depends. It depends if they play hardball and stuff. I would suspect with us going up and then probably going down now uh, that they'll just be like, right, fine, you can have him for fifteen million or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as another as another question, and I appreciate this is this is to, you know here to, for Clarence to find out what we're doing. But what about obviously what's going on at Man City at the moment? And obviously, companies association to Man City. Are you looking at that nervously in any way, shape, or form? Not yet. I if Pep left now or at the end of the season, I don't think City will come in for company just yet. They might do, and I think company might have a little bit more sense. I think he needs and he needs to do more. Yeah, I think he needs to learn yeah, yeah. more in the game. Probably going to the Premier League keepers there. Yeah, Couple seasons in the Premier League, something yeah, like that. Yeah, just just earn more respect and experience in the Premier League and then City can come calling. Because look at what happened with Frank Lampard and Chelsea. Mm. Did a mediocre job at Derby, went to Chelsea too soon. Now he's gone to Everton, that failed. And now he's, he's stopped coming any lower and he's probably going to go back to the Championship. Same with Gerald, probably got a job too big for him in the Villa job, didn't work. I think mm, he can look at them absolutely. too and think, yeah, let's just wait a bit. And I think he will wait a bit. I think I think Pep's probably got another few years left in him yet anyway. Um but, yeah, I think he's I think he said it. because of because of all of this, he ain't going anywhere. He tends to be a bit yeah. begrudging, which might which might do it. But it was just kind of interesting because you know, you've got I did it I did the maths on it, you've got two point four six points per game at home. That is obscene. And you've got two points per game on the road. Now that is just f- frankly rude, and it's a good job what could be beat you. Otherwise, it would be damn well impolite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't lost a game in the championship at home since no. um, December 2015, September 2015, I think it was. It's been a while. All right, we spent seven, se- nine seasons in the Premier League, whatever it was, seven seasons. So you know that time frame. A, 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 that's a that. stat, mate. A stat is a stat. You it take is. It. it is. You take it. So you'll do well to beat us, but. As I'm looking at your squad on paper, it's possible. But anyway, predictions, lads. I'm th- I'm going to say 3-1. I think you've got some decent attacking players and you've got, like you said, Sar, who's ridiculously fast. Um, so you might be able to break us down. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think we'll have enough to win, personally. Well, I- I'll join you on 3-1 as well to Burnley. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> You, did you not say that yesterday? On our, on our I did, yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 you I've did. already called it 3-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin? Uh well, yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I, I'm not sure where the one's coming from, to be honest. Um, two or three nil to Burnley, probably. Let's go, let's go for two nil Burnley. And I'm going to go for one all, primarily because I've it's drunk this already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I draw Pete. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I suppose that is kind of the likely result, isn't it? If it's you know you need to win this to to get your um your record don't you um yeah. and we're not likely to beat you so a draw is 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 likely but i don't know i don't know it, it's we're not scoring goals that well we don't score in the first half do we when's the last time we scored in the first half luton probably oh, yeah which was about two and a half minutes yeah that was it yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, i don't think there's any danger for for burnley fans i think you, you you'd be you'd be quite comfortable quite comfortable yeah. There's me Fingers trying to crossed. insert some jeopardy for everybody. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, no. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, lads, anyway, it's always good to have you on. I always end up chatting a bit more when you're on. I've always said if the chat's good, I'll always leave it running. Um, but I'm pretty sure everyone who's, who's been around watching this podcast, listening to this podcast for a while, knows where to find you. Because you've been, I think this is like your fourth appearance now um, on yeah. the show. We, so thank you again like for match, coming on. Do we get a match ball? Well, I sent one after your third appearance early in the season. Did it not arrive? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, that's no. a shame. No. Yeah. You turn up shame. like a bad smell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, we'll we'll send we'll send you a do not scratch your eyes beer mat. Then that's what we'll Please do. Please do. I'll, I'll absolutely. Love <laughs> fantastic uh but yeah just want to let everyone know who is new to the podcast uh, where they can find the do not scratch your eyes watford fc podcast um well if you want to listen to us we're on spotify and we're on apple and anywhere else where you can get podcasts we have a youtube channel we have a tiktok um we're everywhere uh on twitter we are at dnsye underscore podcast i think that's the same for instagram isn't it carl it is yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we're here, there, and everywhere, really. So and yeah. you and you can go to the to the website, which is, again is like a, a hub for everything, uh, which is do not scratch your eyes dot com. Happy days! Please check the lads out. Probably my favourite guest, if I'm being honest with you. Um, uh, apart from when the bit is early in the season, see, that's where we come on to this podcast. The thing is, <laughs> yeah. we don't watch the other ones. He probably says that to everybody. You know, he probably says. Yeah, I might do. Thing. You never know. You'll have to go back and watch all my videos <laughs> to find out. Please. Everybody else comes <laughs> yeah. on and says, "No, I think we're going to win." Whereas we just go, "No, you're going <laughs> to yeah. beat us. No, you're, you're going to win. Beat you're us win. again." But Justin, thank you. Pete, thank you. Carlos, thank you. Please check the lads out if you can. Good luck for the rest of the season, um, obviously, apart from tomorrow. But I would yeah, love it if you came up with us because I'll get to chat to you again next season. But if not, hopefully we'll get each other in the FA Cup. That would be yeah. lovely. Let's hope there's Wonderful no stuff. broken hearts on Valentine's Day, eh? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you've, been that, keep, you've been keeping that one up your sleeve since the yeah, start, haven't you? I'm literally just thought that. I'm thinking it's Valentine's Day. You're good. already unpopular for watching football minutes. tomorrow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, thank you for coming on the show, lads. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully I get to speak to you next season. Cheers, guys. Um, Take care, all. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.